All right, welcome back everybody to another Men Talking Mindfulness, little micro dose, and we're going to talk about frustration today. Uh, frustration, what it is, what it looks like, how it's expressed, my own experiences and some stories about frustration, and then what you can do about it. Um, so you may want to get actually, if you're at your desk or something, get a pen and paper, um, and this can be very helpful for you to become more aware, just journaling about your frustrations and stuff like that, and I'll prompt you a little bit later uh, in this microdose to do that. Uh, but you can take some notes starting right now, if you like. So why frustration? Well, um, this was identified. If you go back and listen to, or listen to our episode on self-reflection, um, self-reflection, they did this like Harvard business, business review study on self-reflection and three things that people self-reflected on the most were surprise, frustration, and failure. So I figured, Hey, frustration, you know, uh, is a big part of our lives of us being identified as one thing that we most often reflect on is frustration. So, um, let's dive in and talk about it. So we'll kind of get into the, you know, what it is. So it's like, you know, frustration is a common emotion. Uh, it's a common emotional response to opposition related to anger, annoyance, and disappointment. Um, that's basically what frustration is, you know, how it shows up in my life. Um, it, 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 when I lose control of a situation, um, you know, and that's identified throughout the literature as one way that um, you know frustration expresses itself is when you kind of lose control, something isn't going your way. Uh, when I start to lose, if I'm like being very competitive in a particular thing, uh, you know, I might I might start feeling as I lose or or kind of a you know not being as successful as I like whatever that particular competitive pursuit is. You know, I could start feeling that frustration um, when I see, um, for me, like when I see something that could be done better um, or more efficiently or something like that. Like I, I yeah, it's a little tricky for me, and I, I could definitely get uh, frustrated. Petty arguments uh, are a source of frustration. Um, when I'm not being listened to, I mean, I get very frustrated when I'm not being heard. Um, uh, petty situations, or you know, listening or being a part of a petty situation, is frustrating. Uh, adults acting like children, uh, ignorant conversations, uh, injustices are frustrating to me. Uh, and when something is, you know, challenging and, and very, um, um, yeah, just very challenging, uh, I can get very easily frustrated in that situation. Um, you know, so frustration takes me out of my game. It shuts me down. It, it, you know, it takes me away from the clarity that I want and the clarity that I need to be, you know, to just really be effective, to be a super awesome badass and it's a little shout out to our mastermind group that's going to be graduating uh later this month so hey guys um so what else does frustration look like um well there's two types there's an active um and a passive frustration um you know it, it could show up as, as more anger it can show up in as violence as well um but fr frustration is also could be a, a big signal that you um and could propel you to do better um, with whatever it is that you're working with. It's just, it's a signal. It's like, Hey, there's a deficiency here and you can do something about that deficiency. Um, the frustration, there's two types. There's internal frustration and this shows up and arises when, you know, you're unable to fulfill like a personal goal or desires and being mad, or there's some sort of instinctual drive that, uh, isn't being that isn't being met or some other need that isn't being met. Um, you know, also dealing, like I mentioned earlier, dealing with perceived deficiencies, such as a lack of confidence or fear of social situations, you know, um, that can definitely create frustration. External causes of frustration are, you know, con 
they say here in the literature is, is conditions outside of an individual's control, you know, such as a you know, physical roadblock or some sort of obstacle, um, a difficult task um, could, you know, elevate frustration levels and create frustration. Or, um, you know, if you perceive that you're kind of like your time is being wasted, or you're wasting your time with something. Frustration can also be a signal that improvement is needed. So, you know, if you're, it could be, it's a good thing. You know, it's not all bad frustration at all. So instead of allowing this feeling to beat you into submission, you know, ask yourself how I can be better next time. Uh, you know, or what is the lesson here? Or what can I do in order to improve a little bit, um, you know, every day? Uh, so here's like a, a frustration moment for me. It takes me back to my high school days playing basketball. I believe this was my senior year. I can't remember exactly, but it was in the cold winter of Pennsylvania. I lived, you know, at an elevation about, I think it was like 2,200 feet or something like that. So we got a lot of snow and it was very cold. And, you know, uh, the weather had nothing to do with that uh, particular game. I just, it was just embarrassing. I was just, I don't know. I just did not have a good game. And uh, oh, it was just frustrating um, to, to, play so poorly in front of like my parents in front of my coaches in front of my friends it was it was an away game and we we came back home and i don't know what time we got home eight nine o'clock at night and like i said it was definitely cold and there was like um not a ton of snow on the ground but there were like mounds of snow uh out yeah my basketball court was right outside on the street and uh you know so the snow like kind of banked into uh you know into this into the sidewalk and into the side of the street. So the street was open. And I, I, I might have put some gloves on the start and I just went out and I just started to shoot jump shots. And I just kept shooting and shooting and shooting because this frustration, I just didn't want it to, I don't know, I didn't, you know, I wasn't mindful back then. I just didn't want to live with this, this experience of frustration. And, and, you know, maybe I would never show up at another basketball practice or pick up a basketball again. And I just, took that time as I look back on this and 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 self-reflect uh, that I just wanted to remind myself that I am a good basketball player and you know obviously I had the desire to play basketball or else it wouldn't be you know in, in like nine o'clock at night like you know 20 30 degree weather outside me shooting hoops and I shot hoops for like 30 minutes and I think it just helped move that energy of frustration out of me and um, and then I was able to show up and uh, with a smile on my face for the next day of practice. So, you know, what's interesting about um, frustration and self-improvement, something that I really appreciate uh, in Atomic Habits that James Clear talks about. And, you know, we're coming near, or maybe we're in New Year's resolution time that you're listening to this. And, you know, the statistics say that after like three weeks of people trying to make these changes and, and, you know, live with these new resolutions. Uh, most people are out of the, you know, 80% of the people are, are done and, you know, back to their old habits, back to their old selves within three weeks, you know, so by that 21st, 22nd, 23rd of January, um, if you're listening to this and you don't have your, you know, your resolution in check anymore, or you're kind of like falling behind and, and not feeling so great or feeling frustrated about yourself, Maybe this will help you. And they say also by, um, you know, the end of February, it's like 90, 95% of the people are just doing nothing new. But James Clear, 
he talks about how 1% change every day. And if you work on whatever that deficiency is that is causing a particular frustration, whatever it is, could be something at work, could be something social, could be a, a skill you're trying to acquire, whatever it is, it's going to take time. It requires a lot of patience. Um, but if you just keep showing up every day and just chip away a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and a little, just looking for 1% change every day, it doesn't sound like very much. But over time, that 1% develops a critical mass is what I like to call it. And then uh, it like has this massive hockey stick approach, he says. Because what happens like the first few weeks and you're accessing your resolution, you're making some changes, you're feeling great about yourself, but you're not seeing results. This is super key and it's frustrating when we don't see results because this is, hey, I'm putting the time in, I wanted to lose weight or whatever else you're trying to do. I wanted to like put on some more muscle mass and I'm not seeing any numbers change in the scale in my favor or they're not changing dramatically enough to meet the expectations of my mind people what happens uh and this is the way one percent change this is how change occurs we have this like massive ambitious spike in the beginning we do a lot of work uh we don't start we might actually feel some change like physically or consciously in the beginning because your body's adjusting and adapting and you know you're kind of feeling good and have some endorphin flowing within you because you're you know living your best self and showing up your best self and trying to bring out that best self totally get it um, but this is where we fall into this valley of despair is what james clear calls it in atomic habits and that valley of despair is is where a lot of people are like i'm done and just go back to what they're typically doing but if we if you wait if you just keep showing up and you you keep working on that one percent change even when you don't feel like anything's going on that critical mass starts to, that I alluded to earlier, starts to form. And it has like its own inertia, has its own energy that is waiting to be expressed. And that's when you get to that hockey stick moment. Uh, it could be months later. It could be a year later. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, like things change radically because of that critical mass around that 1% change that you're doing every day. So if you're feeling frustrated about some sort of deficiency that you have, um, seek the resources or, and, or, and or make the time to chip away a little bit every day and watch how that can not only eliminate frustration but can just really help you overcome that deficiency and what's next then if you overcome that deficiency the next time frustration shows up you might have a new relationship to frustration because it's like oh I could change that it's just going to take some time it's going to take some patience um, um, but I could change so uh, that's a little yeah, something about, you know, how do I live with frustration and how to deal with it. So what does frustration do to us? We're, we're overcome uh, with the experience and the emotional life and living and bathing ourselves in frustration. What also brings up and it, it could attract other emotions as well, like anger or you might get violent or, you know, it's like like attracts like, uh, you know, so if you're frustrated uh, that energy is going to pull other things, other like um, feelings towards you as well. And, and then, boy, you can really be emotionally overcome and uh, um, emotionally hijacked. And it's tough to find your way back sometimes. So when we're in this frustration, frustrated state, like what does it do to us? Well, it takes us, it prevents us from living in the moment to what is like actually happening right here, right now in this moment. So you're not living in the reality of what is happening you're living in the imagination uh and and the emotional 
hijack of frustration and you're being just told the story of the mind being like you know that you are deficient or not, nothing ever good comes of this situation or this person is always an asshole or something like that so nothing's going to change or so uh, it just starts telling you all sorts of stories that isn't true um, so it takes you out of the moment you know and it, it prevents you from adjusting to the current you know it's, I think it's, it's really important uh, for me as I continue to practice uh, to be more like water you know just to be able to adapt to any particular situation whatever it is and just be like water and uh, just flow uh, also prevents us from accessing you know, like the, the, the bigger picture or, or being able to see that grander perspective on things because we're so like myopically like one thing about anger and frustration it's like it's all about me 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 so we're so myopically focused on what I'm not receiving or the control that I lost or the competition that I'm losing or feel like I'm failing in some way um, that uh, it doesn't give us the opportunity to zoom out and, and really look at all the elements in this particular circumstance or, or situation so I can come forward with the best possible solution. You know, it traps me in victim mentality. Again, that me thinking, uh, it, like, it reduces my empathy and you know so my ability to put myself in other people's shoes is kind of gone so you know i lose that very important human element of empathy uh you know i get very selfish um you know i can get really mean when i'm frustrated as well and uh and most importantly i feel with frustration does it eliminates the, the the creativity that's needed for problem solving like that that's really it like when you get emotionally hijacked by frustration you drop out of that brilliant executive function that's part of our brain that you know brings a, a natural communication between the intuitive side of the brain and the analytical side of the brain it, our working memory is on board and when we're not frustrated we're kind of calm cool and connected and that's when we can really see life for what it is in the moment and therefore we can take that observational view of life and if it's a problem I can take all the little things that are that are involved in this moment here and now as well as all the little intricate details that might be part of this particular situation and somehow synthesize and come up with a an incredible solution to a problem so if you're frustrated you lose all that ability you're just trying to literally fight for survival and uh, being extremely selfish as you do it so ways of managing uh, frustration and you know maybe start writing some of these down I suggest um, maybe right now or after this little microdose is done that you sit and you write down what are my what are my triggers in my relationships for frustration? What are my triggers at work uh, around frustration? What are my triggers with myself and my skill level? Um, so that could be very helpful. And then also I would suggest journaling. You know what to. What, what, what actions do I take when I am frustrated? What other feelings are associated with frustration? What, what do I do? How do I, you know, um, behave when I'm frustrated? So uh, ways that you can help to manage frustration and get to that clarity so you have the creativity to um, find the solutions to those problems is get grounded is first thing I have here. And just so really get help. To, one way to get grounded is just find your breath start breathing a little bit every day uh, when you feel get and get to know frustration and develop more of that emotional literacy when you feel frustration beginning to arise instead of letting it uh, 
blossom in its full manifestation and start to hijack your actions and you know then you just are overwrought and overcome by frustration taking that breath as soon as you get to know and see and feel that frustration rising you can relax with the breathing calm yourself down and get grounded but if you take a little time every day and get to know your breath um, which will help you to relax the mind and the body. It'll put you more in that uh, mindfulness state in the sense of you're observing and being aware, not judgmentally of the world. Then uh, you can really start making some serious changes. Let go of control. Um, you know, you got to go with the flow and uh, control it is an illusion. You know, the only thing from my experience that I, that I can control is my breathing. That's it. Like everything else is kind of... Uh, you know, uh, left up to God or the universe or, you know, the divine source, whatever you want to call it, um, beyond my control, but I can breathe. I can control my breath. Uh, let go of your expectations. You know, I, don't fight the current, you know, go with the flow, accept and surrender. Like that could be a practice. You know, you talk about the opposite of frustration, like accepting and surrendering is super key. And I'm not saying, you, you know, you're just kind of roll over in any situation and like you're completely, you know, like feckless or you know just just like have no spine at all like no that's not it um you, just, you know for me it's like i just have learned that like you know i just can't you know i could feel that frustration when i lose control of a situation or something isn't going my way or whatever it is and i just come back to that breath and i just let it go um you know how about also if you're really you know working on some some sort of creative project or whatever it is sometimes it's nice and you're really cranking away and and um doing the best you can and results aren't coming. What if you just take some time away, just step way back and uh, just, you know, I mean, the, Da Vinci, I'm gonna butcher this quote, but he says, he goes, you know, take some time, time away, go far, far away. And when you come back, it's like you have new lenses that you can see the problem or see the task at hand in a new way. So that's Da Vinci, not me. Um, I would also suggest getting in your body you know, so uh, release the energy of frustration can help you create that clarity that you need. You know, so get in your body. If you're not working on a regular basis, you know, the body keeps the score. So all that frustration that you're feeling throughout the day, if you're not exorcising it out, whether it's walking or you know, doing breath work or whatever kind of physical activity, it can house itself and, and, and hold itself in your body. And then it starts to hold up more space in your mind and it starts to continually create more thoughts and um, you know, and then more emotions and you're kind of lost and, and caught in this, uh, this like thought and emotional and action and habitual cycle. But if you get more physical, get in your body, release that energy of frustration, um, things can change. Uh, and I would also suggest, like I said, a journal about it. So, you know, get to know the triggers, um, you know, uh, get to know your feelings, uh, the behaviors around it. And, you know, the whole idea is to name it to tame it. So the more that you take time to name these things and get to observe your life and self-reflect on how you're showing up, um, things which can change radically. Um, and again, coming back to that 1%, you know, we're, uh, if you're you know, 30, 40, 50 years old, you know, we could be running the same patterns of behavior, the same ways of thinking, the same ways of doing things. Uh, and it's tough you know, to let go of frustration. Um, another, uh, so, so it could take time, but you just gotta become more aware. Uh, another thing that could alleviate some frustration is change your environment. You know, uh, it could just be our environment. We're very sensitive to the environment that we're in. And, you know, if your environment that you're in 
isn't, uh, you know, creating like kind of some sort of, you know, happiness or joy or, you know, peacefulness, then that could be, you know, very like subtle source of frustration, but it could be in there. So, you know, maybe get, uh, an office with more light or, you know, go sit. If you're in an office, go sit away from some people that might be frustrating or annoying. Um, so that's one. And then last one is meditate, meditation, meditation, meditation. I cannot stress how important meditation is and how it's, it's, uh, it's not the most, you know, the, the most uh, relaxing experience all the time. It could be very frustrating to meditate, but you can learn and understand and, and tame that emotion of frustration by sitting and being with it instead of like wishing it would change on its own. So awesome, everybody. Um, thanks for checking out this uh, microdose. Uh, if you don't hear from me before the new year, happy 2024, happy holidays. Uh, if you're listening to this in the new year, or maybe you're listening to this in 2025 or 26, thanks for checking this out. Uh, we're always here to help. Uh, check out mentalkingmindfulness.com for upcoming retreats. And, you know, if you want to work one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, hit me up. Will at mentalkingmindfulness.com. I'd love to help you discover more of yourself um, with what I know and what I've learned. So... Thank you, everybody. Over and out.